The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host, guest, random reptoid, or chupacabra may not necessarily reflect those of AM950 Radio, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Now, it's time to step into the unknown. There are things people experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in the corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your experience, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every night we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, and so much more. My name is Greg Bakken. Thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone, as I've been saying all winter long, which is pretty spectacular, to be honest, I hope everyone's enjoying this warm weather out there. It's been absolutely uh, fantastic. And I've just been really, I just, I just can't believe it still. I'm, you know, I've, I kind of made it a mission all winter long to uh, basically wear shorts. That was just like, this is just how I exist. I'm going to be wearing shorts. I don't, I'm, you know, I don't want to, it makes me sound like a pervert when I say this. I don't want to wear pants. Okay. That's, that's really what it comes down to, but don't worry. I am acceptable to society. I'm not doing something lewd or weird. I'm just wearing shorts, but at the same time, I am just like absolutely uh, just I, I I'm over I'm over the cold and my legs never get cold anyway. Now that's too much information. I understand that, but uh, I do want to share something. Uh, this weekend, a number of us were over at the Grant House in Rush City, and uh, we where we normally get together and we uh, with the students that take our class, and we had a fantastic time. I do want to let everyone know about this uh, new restaurant at. Uh, the Grant House called The Fort. And I believe that they used to have a location in uh, Stacy, Minnesota. They were, uh, they just opened up in mid-January. That place was hopping. That was, it was really cool to see. And the food is very good. I talked to one of the owners, uh, Shannon, out there. And it was really, it was really cool. And uh, once again, the food was good. I posted a picture on um, my social media, it was carnita uh, fries, and that was uh, pretty legit. So uh, if you're out in the area or you want to make a, a trip out in that area, check out uh, the fort in the Grand House. And while we were there, and I kid you not, while we were there, we were using a couple different pieces of paranormal equipment. We were doing investigations there. We're, we were uh, trying a couple things out, and... Um, it's really interesting because uh, suddenly we were using this thing called the uh, necrophonics. And uh, I just said I th- it sounded like Queen Elizabeth II. And uh, we're all just like, oh, that's interesting. And then for some reason, I took out my spirit box. We weren't doing the necrophonics anymore. And uh, I started just, uh, you know, we started to think, well, what if, you know, she might still be here and on one of the ovulises. Uh, that was a, a word came up, a name came up, and it was Elizabeth. And like now, this is very interesting. So I'm like, Your Majesty, I just wanted to say how much I admired you. I really, I really was kind of a. I'm being a kind of a big fan of the UK. I'm a big fan of that at that at least that moment of the uh, of the uh, uh, royal family. 
so I'm like, you know, I really appreciate you. I really, I really liked you. And you get this through the spirit box, this, uh, thank you. Like this, this very, uh, high toned, very reserved, uh, very pleasant woman who watching a lot of this stuff, I'm like, that's, that sounds like Queen Elizabeth. And then Char, she is just like, I, you know, same thing, your majesty. And she went on and you heard it again. Thank you. And, uh, I, uh, at that point, uh, she said, Char said something else and I didn't hear her. I just heard, uh, part of it. And I'm like, what did you say? And she goes, I just said, your majesty, I just really like, you know, I really appreciate everything you've done. And I said, oh, when you said your majesty, I thought you're talking to me and through the spirit box, I can't say it, but you get F you. And, uh, that was, (laughs) I just... (laughs) I just said, did, was I just told to, you know, what off by Queen Elizabeth II? And uh, I, I kind of think I was. I kind of think I was. And the thing is about that is that uh, she, she, has a, she had a wicked sense of humor. Uh, that is something that is very well documented about her. She had a very wicked sense of humor, and uh, that was uh, that was really cool to be able to have that moment. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to share that with everybody. So tonight, uh, I am really happy uh, that we're able to uh, bring on uh, Reverend Brianna Lee. Uh, she is an interfaith minister, Wiccan priest, and Reiki master, whose life has been steeped in mysticism since childhood, early on, her family practiced energy healing and psychic shielding together, then moved into actively studying spiritual principles as a group. In her mid-teens, she survived a major traumatic in- event that launched her into studying alternative medicine and spiritual uh, practices from around the world to find the means of true healing. By her early 20s, Brianna was actively assisting and teaching Wicca to others, as well as writing and performing public group rituals. It was then that she realized her passion lies in leading others through transformative ceremony connect with their divine source. Over time, she has gained several certifications and ordinations, volunteered with several teaching covens, as well as pagan projects and oriented festivals. Today, she offers healing services, consultation, and group experiences through Megas Books in Minneapolis, as well as making house calls. In addition to healing and custom ceremonies, Reverend Brianna Lee specializes in psychic defense, working with spirits and exorcism. To, mo- to learn more, go to animapraxis.com. That's A-N-I-M-A-P-R-A-X-I-S.com. There's an about section. You'll find her there. Reverend Brianna, welcome to Ghost Box Radio. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having me back. It's good to see you again. You didn't think that I was uh, really uh, known amongst royalty, did you? I didn't. I'm surprised. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm honored to be here now. Yeah. Who? How do you feel? Do you feel anointed? Do you feel royal? Do you feel? I I am just you know I feel better than like I, I feel like I'm better than most of you now I mean let's just be honest obviously I mean that's just I mean what else could one feel and you know just a, a curtsy wouldn't go amiss at this point Brian. I'm just saying that okay thank you thank you very much <laughs> you know and here's the thing you you do this stuff you've done it your whole life and this is kind of the this is the the, the sweet spot 
of doing paranormal investigations, be, reaching out to spirit. I won't even call it paranormal investigation. Reaching out to spirit, being this where you can have a rapport with a spirit. Can I say with 100% uh uh, certainty that that was Queen Elizabeth II? Absolutely not. But what I can say uh, is that th- that it's fun. It at the end of the day, right. it's fun. Right, right, and that's why I mean that's part of the whole appeal, right? It's like this little fun mystery that we get to interact with. They're like, what is it? Who is it? What does it mean? And and it just always kind of speaks to how there's more to life than meets the eye so absolutely absolutely now when we had you on last time we were talking about all wonderful things of darkness uh it was a very (laughs) as as my show often does uh but uh you know we wanted to also talk about uh intention setting tonight and there's a there's a lot of stuff that you kind of want you are packed Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why we're going to see reverend brianna on often because she has a lot to say and a lot of good information uh, to share with people. And I I feel like, uh, Reverend, uh, that this is more like it's more needed than it's ever before, perhaps. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get to here. I I completely agree. I mean, especially because I just I just found out about this new movie that came out called Tarot. And of course it's a horror movie about people drawing cards and the the evil spirits that come through. And I'm like, I I got things to say. I I got things to say. And as people are opening up and, and opening up to the spirit world, more and more curiosity, more and more people are experiencing psychic abilities that they didn't maybe know that they had. And people I feel like people need to understand that there's certain things that you should know or learn or be prepared for so that you don't end up as like someone who got possessed or having a terrible haunting or having nightmares with your kids. Like there's ways to prevent those things. And it's important to get into it and start to unpack it so that people are prepared because they want to know the mysteries. I mean, What's cooler than talking to spirits? I don't know. That's my whole life. I don't know. It, it, that's that's you know? just it. There is nothing cooler than that, is there? Especially when you can, no. when you can. I mean, literally, I feel like anyone throughout history, and it doesn't have to be a famous person. It could be a relative or something. You can have, if you know, if you're careful enough and you know what you're doing, you can you can have conversations. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's you just can have amazing. Conversations and, and learn things and, and get information that you wouldn't have otherwise. And and I, I agree with you. Uh, the the fact of like, okay, we're going to weaponize tarot readings. <laughs> I mean, is it doesn't that feel like that? That's what that is. Jeez. Well, and it's, I just I, yes, and I find it really strange because well, I've been having this phenomenon where I'm like watching stuff on YouTube, and all of a sudden people are coming out. Oh, the demons of the New Age, oh, the yeah. demons of tarot, la la la, and I'm like, what is this? What is this? You know, I mean, like, <laughs> if it's okay for me to share this, like, yeah. my parents met through a tarot class my dad was teaching. Mm-hmm. Okay, tarot's been a part of my life my whole life. I had my own collection of decks by the time I was ten, like. I would really argue that it's not the tool, it's the attitude and frame of mind that you're in when you use them, you know, and that's really kind of what I want to get into is to help people prepare themselves mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for when they do dive into this stuff. Absolutely. And, and, uh, I, 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 it's just a shame because, uh, 
I feel, and this is maybe the uh, negative Nelly in me, I feel <laughs> like that people are going to use that as an excuse for all sorts of things that come out of that. You know, like, oh, I tried it and I was taken over for three weeks or something like that, you know? Right, right, right. And then, I mean, I'm like, I'm surrounded by tarot card readers, like, you know, people listening, you know, I work at Magus Books, it's yep. an occult shop, we have readers there, um, I'm surrounded by magical and occult objects day after day, and, um, and yeah, like, I, I, I feel like there is a little bit of this push to, to start to push that back into the realm of uh, fraudulent activity, and I'm like, if, if we were going to be able to get rid of that, we would have gotten rid of it 2000 years ago when they first started persecuting people who did yeah. divination, you yeah. know, it's not going away. It's not going away. Well, and, so. and the divination is, is kind of a hot topic these days itself, isn't it? Uh, when, when, uh, you know, I, I, you were there at ghost stories, uh, last month when we had Joe Frankie mm-hmm. there and he, you know, he was using, and I like Joe, we all know I like Joe, but he was using mm-hmm. divination as if it was a bad word. Right. Right. And, and I, I've been hearing this where it's like, oh, you know, they, your, your divination tools act as a portal to uh, these demonic spirits, et cetera, and so on. And I'm like, okay, it, they can. Yeah. But if you put the proper container around it, if you handle them properly, like, for example, if you want to get into tarot cards or divinity or even Ouija boards for that matter, First and foremost, you have to put your tools away. You don't just leave stuff out. You don't leave it <laughs> laying around. Okay, you, you you pack it up. So number one thing to get you started is, is if you want to have these things in your house, pick somewhere special to put them, a special box, a black, a black cloth, something so that it's like there's a definite beginning and ending to working with them. That, that, that's my first piece of advice. And when he started talking about, you know, the tarot, you know, can can act as a gateway and and all of this sort of thing. I'm like, anytime you open up your mind to try and receive information in a non-ordinary way, you know, when you're meditating, when you're trying to have that connection to spirit, whatever, doing a mediumship session with spirits, anytime you open up your mind, you're creating a portal. So you don't even need the tools to invite this stuff in. You know, and um, what it seems to me when I hear these stories about people who encountered demons or had bad, bad experiences, the commonality in their stories to me always sounds like they were in a low place. They were depressed. They were looking for something outside of themselves to tell them how to be or how to behave or what to look forward to. There's some disassociative aspects where they're not connecting with their grief or they're not connecting with whatever negative emotions they have. So when you open up to the spirit and when you start bringing in these this information, all of that junk, all of that resonance, all of that frequency of negative emotions is what attracts these beings to you, you know? So the first thing you want to learn about is grounding and then how to connect with yourself and your higher self. And then you want to learn about shielding and how to properly begin and end a session, you know? So you're Mm -hmm. not just randomly opening up to whatever, you know? I I'm, I want to take it a step further, and we we got to take a break here. But I do want to just put plant the seed, and we'll get your thoughts maybe on the other side of the break. Yeah. But the sure. idea too is I feel like, and 
and folks, I don't mean Joe Frankie when I say this. Okay, I, I, I Joe has has a pedigree oh, of great, great investigation. Yeah. So, yeah, but, no shade at all. But, but what I will say is, I've run across people who have, you know, they, 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 they talk that way, or they, they don't have the respect for some of the stuff. And I, I believe when, and these are paranormal investigators. I actually believe that they're people who don't actually believe at all. And they're, those are also the same people that are going to, uh, uh, they're 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 going to, uh, you know, yell at spirits and 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 be a problem in investigations. So that's that's my thought. Uh, let me uh, let me get your uh, take on that after the break. Why don't we take our first break? When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with uh, Reverend Brianna Lee. We got a lot to talk about here. We only got started. This is going to be a great conversation. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bakken. Thank you very much for joining me on this wonderful Monday evening. And uh, I do want to say real fast before we get back to Reverend Brianna is uh, just a reminder to folks that uh, this Wednesday is Ghost Stories and Beyond. We're going to be over at Billy's Bar and Grill and we're going to do what we did. We did this last year and it's uh, it's a presentation from the Grant House. We just talked about the Grant House the first segment. It's We call it 18 Minutes of Nonstop Paranormal Activity at the Grant House. This was from November 2022. We did a session that was spread across the entire uh, hotel. And uh, what, what ended up happening, we got 18 minutes of some of the most beautiful recording in spirit that I have ever heard my entire life. And this was a group of our students and Shar and myself we had this incredible uh, situation and uh, so grateful for it. And last year we had all the students uh, tell the story. This year uh, they are very much still part of the story, but we're just kind of streamlining it and just uh, Shar and myself will be going through it. Um, and uh, we're really excited to share. If you've heard it before, it's worth hearing again. If you haven't heard it before, come on out. Come on out to Billy's uh, this uh, Wednesday. It's $10 a person to get in. does not include food or drink, but the good news is that Billy's has a bar. That's the good news for me, and uh, it also burgers are half price. Also, real fast, my friends, uh, this month, the month of February, is Listener Appreciation Month on uh, AM 950. Thank you all so much for listening to my show. Thank you for listening to all the shows and supporting us. I think that AM 950 is one of the most special radio stations that has ever existed. Uh, the programming, their, philo their philosophy, their, uh, their level of inclusion is uh, not like none I've seen anywhere else. Um, and we're a small business. We're not owned by like a big, you know, media conglomerate. So this all this month, we are just want to thank you all so much for uh, listening. We're giving away prizes all month. Uh, this Friday, I am giving away tickets for the listener appreciation event that's going to be happening on February 13th. Obviously, I have a lot of people who are not in Minnesota that listen, but uh, just uh, those of you who are in Minnesota, you have a chance to win if you'd like to. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I just wanted to thank you all so very much for listening and uh, being uh, just being here for us. Uh, this is 
as I said to someone today talking about doing the show, it's a dream come true. And uh, it's, it's truly one of, the, one of the highlights of my life. So thank you all very much. We have on with us tonight Reverend Brianna Lee. We've been uh, talking about all sorts of things. We've already gone off script, Brianna. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, script. Okay. I was like, I can riff on it. No problem. Let's, you, you, let's just go. This is, this is how it. I operate. Is it, you know, but but I, I, I don't mean that with disrespect. You know, it's not like, well, no, that's kidding. how cute. You gave me something to talk about. We're not going to do it. No, I don't mean that at all. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, wasn't this nice? She gave some effort, but we're going to be talking about me now. Uh, So uh, a couple things we had talked about, but I I do want to get to uh, what what, uh, you had uh, wanted to kind of talk about, because I think where you're coming from here is that you're seeing this out in, in your work. And you kind of want to talk about it a little bit. And one of the things that you were interested in kind of uh, like having a, a conversation about is what makes people a target. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, that, I yeah. think that's a really good point because I don't think, uh, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of, lot of answers to it, but I'm really curious to know like uh, your, where you're coming from with it. Well, you know, it's been on my mind quite a bit. Cause like, you know, people come to Magus all the time. You know, I have this problem. I have this spirit. I have this haunting. What do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you see, you know, these stories like where people are talking about like, you know, the the entity that they had or the problem that they have or the haunting or the possession or whatever. And it really just it, it's really been striking me, Greg. It's that what these stories have in common is and you kind of brought this up before talking about people who don't believe that are trying to like aggravate the spirits and i and i think it's not even about belief because like i've had things brought to me that i didn't believe in that i didn't know i asked for in any way you know so it's not so much about belief as so much as like wanting to have something proven and and prove it to me prove it to me prove that you're real show me something it's that sense of demanding yeah and um but not even just that there's there's no honor there's no respect for who it is you're reaching out to and and i feel like a lot of times when people are exploring the spirit realm it's sort of like they have a dollar on the street corner and they're like hey who wants my dollar you know and then you're not gonna get some high class businessman that way you're gonna get the guy with the sign you know so it's all about your approach like how are you approaching these spirits and what state of mind are you in when you go it's not just even about being demanding but like when when you're like i was just watching this video recently this person was talking about how you know they had gone through all this grief uh the trauma lost their father and went on kind of this spiritual journey of seeking and trying to find answers but it was it was like he, the whole time he's telling his story, he's not really getting into the fact that he's full of grief Mm -hmm. and he can't connect with his grief. So he keeps trying to connect and call for something outside of himself and ended up meeting this dark entity that was more or less the conglomeration of all of the negative feelings that he couldn't himself connect to, you know, and this, and this kind of ties in a little bit to, 
some of the conversation I wanted to have about magical theory. Yeah. You know, like, like we kind of understand manifestation where it's like what you think about becomes real. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, if you think about how everybody might've ever had felt jealousy, and then we talk about the spirit of jealousy, that spirit creates, becomes alive. It takes on a life of its own because we put energy into it. Right. So these dark entities that come at people, they're not necessarily demonic as we might understand it from the Bible or from demonology, but they're entities that have been created over time because of negative emotions, negative energy that have taken on a sentience that now because of your trauma, your grief, your sadness, you're resonating with them and, and actually calling them in. So one of the things that we talk about in, in Wiccan circles when we're training our students is this work getting into the realms of the spirit and performing magic and all of that can exacerbate any mental health problems that you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're not mentally sound, the first thing you need to do is learn how to meditate. If you're someone that tends towards anxiety, you need to learn how to ground. If you're someone that tends to be fearful, you need to learn how to, how to face your fears, you know, and we often will tell people to go get therapy and get regulated before they try to enter into this world. And it's the same thing. You know, if you're out there totally unhinged, suffering from trauma, screaming into the abyss with your dollar, like yeah. that dollar represents your energy that you're putting out, right? Who's going to come and respond to that? And you need to be conscious, <laughs> People just, I don't think people are conscious enough because they don't believe or they don't understand or they don't really know where to start. They know they're curious, but like, what do they, what do they even do? You know? So I've been thinking about this a lot, especially yeah. since we've got like the whole tarot movie coming out <laughs> and, you know, and it's just like, there are a lot of dark spirits out there. There's a lot of dark entities. It, it, it is. And, you know, yeah. uh, the, a couple thoughts I have on that. And, and we we were just talking about this. I, I, I don't remember if I don't know if it was Shar or whomever I talked to the other day about it. Uh, we're talking about a piece of uh, paranormal uh uh, not equipment, but a, a paranormal antiquity uh, that may or may not look like what's behind me, and the idea, okay. and the idea of, and and the idea of, if it's what's being brought out to these conventions, is not the real one. Okay, and then someone said to me, "Well, okay." But what if, you know, because I said, well, there's still people going up to it being like, I could feel its energy and stuff like that. And someone said exactly what you just said was, but if you're putting, if people are putting that energy into it, are you now creating that very thing, but a different version of it? Yes, 110%. And that's something we definitely teach our students when we get into Wicca and, and working with magic is that what you put and. and in, in magical circles, we call it creating a servitor or mm -hmm. an egregore, where we're intentionally creating an entity to do our work for us. Yeah. Okay, so this can happen in a very um, casual manner. Um, I mean, maybe that's not the right word, but like um, when you're what people who act as magicians who do it on purpose, and then there's things that develop unpurposefully like everyone sees this doll and they recognize it as the haunted doll so they they send that thought into it and that over time with enough people believing and seeing and talking and thinking about mm -hmm. it that energy conglomerates and begins to take on a life of its own and it can evolve into something else 
Absolutely. What do you think about, because you've alluded to this too, you know, we talked about the people who may not believe, but it seems like that if, if you don't believe, or I think the better term in what I'm trying to ex- express is respect. And yeah. they don't respect uh, any part of it. And to your point, they then challenge it. You know, mm-hmm. why, do, you, do you have any idea? Do you have any thoughts on to why? It's like, okay, you don't believe, fine. Why, why are you in this field? I don't know. Why are you trying to connect to energy? I'm, I'm not sure then. But then to be like, instead of being like, oh, I'd love to be proven wrong, please come and talk to me. Instead, they're like in a room, they're provoking, they're like, you know, you know, screaming, come and get me. Uh, like, and it's like, that's why I, I said, I, th- I think sometimes they don't, uh, they actually do not believe because I think that it's an easy way for people like that to, to try to look tough. You know, they try right. to look, you know, and like, I can take anything. And it's like, because they don't really believe it to begin with. But I'm curious your thoughts, though, on what, you know, the, the people who, who are uh, trying to, like, they're, they're trying to confront it negatively. I, well, I think part of it is the whole fascination that humans have with the horror show. Yeah. You know, they're hoping for something scary. They're looking for that jump, that pop, that scream, that scare, that thing that gets their, you know, adrenal glands going. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that's, that's part of it is that, is that they're thrill seeking and they're looking yep. for that heart pounding yep. horror show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that, I think there's this sort of idea that, unless you provoke it, you're not going to get a real verifiable response. You know, I think like, it's like they're provoking it because that, that, that energy then is maybe a little bit stronger than, Hey, how are you? Yeah. Nice to meet you. Hi, Queen Elizabeth. You know, yeah. um, it's a whole different kind of energy that you're putting out there. And I think, I think when people do that and they're just like, ah, you know, it's, it's, they're trying to put that frenetic energy out there to stir up and see what comes back. And it's, 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 it's a, it's a dark game that people play that is dangerous. They don't understand, do they? Uh, They really do not. They don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand what they're asking for. And I mean, if we're, if you're going to walk into someone's house, do you start screaming at them to prove their existence in that space? Like, <laughs> you know, awesome. like, you walk into somebody's <laughs> house and you're just like, I demand you show me the proof that you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> of course, you're going to pick a fight. Of course, the person who lives there is going to be like, heck with you, you know, and, and now I'm going to hit you over the head with this thing from the ceiling because you pissed me off, you know, and. It's it's funny. It's it's funny. It is it is it is like uh, you don't exist, Brianna. You know, I just uh, <laughs> screw you. I'm gonna prove my existence. Take that. Uh, in the comments here, uh, Emily says that uh, she just had this conversation like two hours ago, uh, or you just uh, had seen the future, perhaps, and you were actually listening to us. Uh, let's see. Okay. Julie Julianne says it's. Uh, it's a law of reciprocation. You put out energy, you get it back. Well, yeah, and I think that people just, some, I, not all people, some people just right. don't understand that. Um, right. And it's, you know, uh, Robin says, like kids with the Ouija board. I mean, and that, that is, I, I agree with that for sure. You know, I think that's a good point. You know, and, and speaking of kids with Ouija boards, you know, part of, 
you know, when you're a kid, you don't really know any better. So mm-hmm. it's not like you are developed enough to have a lot of self-awareness or self-reflection. Um, and so I think a lot of times when, when kids get into Ouija boards and they're not taught how to properly set a stage, set the intention, properly protect the space, you know, and they open it up and then their sort of innocence and questioning and curiosity also brings in predatory spirits, Yeah, you know? So, um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with teaching kids how to work with divination. I mean, kids are open, you know, yeah. and, yeah. I, and oh, I see this at Magus, like a lot of times parents are coming in going, my, my child has these abilities. I, I'm not really into this stuff, but I don't, I don't really know what to do or where to start. And as we teach them about rocks and we teach them about grounding and we teach them about shielding and, um, and I would really argue that if you're if you're curious about the paranormal yourself and want to explore it as a family, you really need to start with learning psychic self-defense. You need to learn with how to protect yourself and your space first before you even try using a Ouija board, before you even try the tarot cards, before you even try to dive into any of that stuff. Like these are all like prerequisites in my mind before you even try to go down that road. And nobody talks about it. Nobody's really teaching it. How awesome, though, are those parents to come in and recognize and and be fully like, yeah, I don't know what this is, but I'm recognizing. Like, I think that's a way a parent knows their child really well. Right, right, right. And, And I love working with them. Like, like, um, I've had, I had a family in one time where it was like the husband was kind of the skeptic and the wife was kind of like the kind of I'm kind of like a medium but I'm not totally comfortable with my abilities and their two daughters were like wide open experiencing all kinds of phenomenon and they were like we don't know what to do yeah yeah and um and that's the thing I think part of you know I think we're changing as people as a society um people are opening up and experiencing psychic abilities more than ever before and a lot of people just they experience phenomena and don't even know where to start or where to go or what to do and um uh uh so yeah so starting with with um protecting your space is, is the, is the number one thing and learning how to shield your mind and shield your body and, and invoking appropriate spirits to protect you and whatever it is you're exploring. Those are like my top recommendations for where to start. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about that, but I want to also get into a break real fast as get things, keep things moving here. We're talking with with Reverend Brianna Lee. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to have her back on to talk more here, but we have one more segment You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And join us tomorrow on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. We are going to have on author Steve Schenken. We're going to be talking about, it's not paranormal, but it's uh, some very interesting history we're talking about tomorrow, and that is uh, the plot to steal the corpse of President Abraham Lincoln in the 1870s, okay? And what's even more amazing than that, because it's, uh, it's quite the story, what happens to his body after that is uh, one of uh, kind of sad 
but uh, it, it really shows that uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I mean, he they weren't done with him. Like the universe was not done with Lincoln, even though he was uh, he was assassinated. And there are people that wanted to steal his body, do all sorts of things. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that tomorrow, and uh, it's it's quite quite the history lesson. <laughs> we are talking with uh, Reverend. I, did your did your mind go somewhere kind of Sir, dirty with that when I said all sorts of things they wanted to do with it? Corpse? What? Yeah. They, oh my gosh. Sorry. Yeah, they tried to steal wow. his corpse. Yeah, you know it's 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 <laughs> it, it's a quite the incredible story. And uh, this was like ten years, like I think it was eleven years after he was assassinated. I mean, it just it's just ridiculous. Um, we are we are talking with uh, for our final segment, uh, Reverend Brianna Lee. Uh, we've been talking about all sorts of things. Uh, before we go further, though, uh, please go down to Central Avenue, check out Megas Books. We've talked about it a little bit throughout the show, but honestly, uh, I'm going to be down there. Uh, what? We're coming down uh, Wednesday, right? Wednesday, yeah. That's going to be yes. cool. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. work on some stuff, but that is a cool that's a cool shop you got there. It is. Thank you very much. And um, it's been in operation for over 30 years. And um, so we we specialize in all the supplies, all the grimoires, all the books. I mean, you can find just about anything there um, that you might be looking for when it comes to doing magic, magical theory, working with spirits, all the things we got. We got what you need. And I'm there. So if you got burning yep. questions about what to do about your haunted painting... <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Wednesday through Saturday. It, it was great when I was there last time. Someone was uh, someone was uh, very excited to meet you there. Oh, that was so cute. I loved her. That and, was great. And then they were excited to meet me there. They were. So I have it's to like, one up you, Brianna. I, I have to one. Yeah, I have to one up you. It can't just be like leave it <laughs> at right. you. It's like. And then right. the best part of the story was this. Uh, so. <laughs> That was fun. That was a lot of fun. You got to go down to Megas Book. Uh, Nikki says that Megas Books is a his, is historic Minneapolis landmark. Uh, there's so many good things uh, in there. And I just was kind of laughing at uh, when you said earlier, like, I'm surrounded by, you know, Ouija board or not Ouija boards, uh, tarot cards. And, uh, and like, you literally are at the store yes. for sure, too. Yes. And I did. And I did. When you were there, I showed you our haunted deck. Yes. We have a haunted deck of cards. And um, how we determined that this deck was haunted was um, everybody who worked there had this weird feeling about the particular corner of the room. And um, when I went over there to try to figure out what it was, I'm like going through each object. I ended up getting a burn mark on my arm being in that cabinet. And then like books started flying, like literally flew off the shelf. And after going through each item, we determined it was this deck of cards. And um, if anybody wants a necromancer's deck, it's called uh, Graven Images. Okay, it's a used deck. And this is, and I would like to speak to this just for a second, because in the trailer for that tarot movie, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to touch somebody else's deck. And someone's like, oh, whatever, let's just do this. And then shenanigans ensue. They just start on fire. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure. You know? 
<laughs> all the evil spirits. <laughs> and um, so I ended up having, I ended up deciphering that it was this deck and I had a couple other people kind of come through to kind of confirm that it was in fact this deck. And it had t- at least two different entities attached to it, which is a reason why if you're going to get a used deck or you come in contact with the used deck or you find it in the wall of your house or something, if you yourself are not an occultist, you should take it to an occultist or a medium or someone that yeah. can check it to see if it has spirits attached to see if it has. Cause like once I cleared that deck, it was like all the activity in that corner just stopped and it's been fine, you know, but it's definitely sentient. Now, it, it has a mind of its own. Now when, when you have like, if you have a, a, a full moon or something out there, I know that people will lay out their crystals. Uh, would you lay out your tarot deck as well? You could. That is definitely a way to charge it if you want mm-hmm. to. Um, just working with your tools, um, every time you work with them, they will take on some of your energy, um, which is also kind of why, like, when they talk about the dangers of tarot, it's like, or dangers of divination, these tools take on your energy, right? And it can become sentient over time if you're not mindful. Um, And so it's important to not only have like kind of a formal beginning and ending with a session with your tool, but also to clear the energy of it. So you can use, you can put it in sunlight, moonlight, ring bells over it, Mm -hmm. say prayers over it. Um, If you're into Reiki, you can Reiki it. Um, and just kind of basically imagine that whatever way you're using to charge or clear your, your tools, um, you just hold that focus and hold that image of it being filled with light, that anything that's in there might be dissipating, transmuting and transforming, and then, um, put it away so that it's fresh and ready for the next time you, you pick it up again. And I remember when you were ringing the bells and I think you're somehow ringing it in my skull. Uh, so I haven't forgotten that. Do you want to, do you want to hear a bad joke? Sure. All right, here we go. Uh, Chuck says, uh, Lincoln was a great soccer player. Every time he played, he always had four scores. <laughs> oh, Chuck, you slay me. <laughs> oh my God. We're, we're, we're trying to find a way to remove him from the history of this radio show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Carol says, Carol says that, uh, Megan's book sounds great. We'll need to check it out. Thanks for being a guest. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, Carol, please do me a, a favor. If you go out to Megas and any of you who are listening tonight, who've not heard of Megas or have always wanted to go, but maybe listening to Reverend Brianna gives you a little bit of a push tonight. Can you please let them know that you heard it on, uh, ghost box radio, please. That way we know that we're doing some good for Megas books. So, yes. um, now, Carol also asked the question, uh, do you believe in putting out jar water when there's a full moon? Um, so, I, I, sure. <laughs> so the reason I'm laughing is because I'm like, it's not necessarily about belief for me. If I'm in the mood to make moon water, then yes, I would put it in a jar and put it out mm-hmm. to be uh, charged by the moon. That is something that you can do. Um, and drinking that water, then you're imbibing that that energy of that moonlight. Um, it's just not something that I do very often as a practice, and that's why I giggled. I mean, I've always understood when you put out water during a full moon, it turns into moonshine. Is <laughs> no okay. No. All right. No, thanks no, for setting me straight. <laughs> that's a that's a slightly more involved situation. Uh, yeah. For any law enforcement that's listening, I do not make moonshine. Uh, so. <laughs> 
Let's just be very clear about that. Um, uh, so, real fast, we have about we have about six minutes left. Uh, uh, so, uh, we'll just sit here in silence for that. No, uh, the so the symptoms of spiritual attachments and possessions. You know, I've yeah, always about that. Go ahead. I've I've always been under under the understanding. I mean, the very general when it comes to like exorcists, always have like those four. Um, you know, those four. Uh, uh, you know, uh, signs of possible demonic possession. But what are, what are you thinking when you have, when you're, when you want to talk about? So there's, there's a couple different things. And, um, uh, I want to actually reference this real quick. This is, ooh, yeah, yeah, right. there we yeah. Go. Um, so this, this is a great book. Um, I'm going to have I, her on. She, you go okay good yeah good. no that's that's cool um, yeah nice because um she, what she does in this book is she does a a whole like she does a bunch of case studies mm-hmm. where she looks at criminal behavior she looks at mediums she looks at people with particular types of traumas and <clears throat> creates these correlations of traits um between people who have psychic abilities and people who tend to um, attract or become possessed by entities. So I brought that up because the, 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 the list I'm about to go down, I did impart mine from this book. Got okay? it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, one thing that is really strange and I've, I've noticed this sometimes, like if you see somebody who their eyes, like you've probably heard of the eyes turning black. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced this, but Oftentimes, if somebody is possessed by a lower level entity, their their eyes, their irises will turn black. That is a definite sign. And they may not even be aware that it's coming through. Um, but I've seen it come through on people's faces many times. Um, if somebody randomly um, has like very strange maniacal laughter that seems out of character where it's like, yeah. are you are you planning something? Are mm-hmm. you tricking? Like, what's going on with that? Um if they have random changes in body language or tone of voice where it's like one minute they seem one way and then they switch into something else, um, that can be a sign of a, of a spirit, low level possession, um, things like rolling eyes, twitching facial features, um, and also people who can be very cold or indifferent, like, um, Sometimes you might think of someone as a narcissist or the spirit Mm -hmm. of narcissism can be over them and display some of these traits. Um, People. So those are some of this like um, and another one is like maybe like epileptic fits or having like stiff body, um, stiff joints, um, shuffling feet. Um, Those are all some signs and symptoms that uh, that you can see outwardly. Now, if you're concerned that you yourself might have something going on some of the ways you can kind of tell is um if you have blackouts like you suddenly have problems with your memory like you can't remember entire conversations um if you have constant intrusive thoughts that you can't control no matter what you do or how much you meditate or go to therapy um or if you ever feel like something else is kind of taking over where your your mental capacity isn't normal um if you have like an episode of some kind where you start to see like a tunnel you start to get tunnel vision or like you start to like um start to go deaf in your ears like that could be something pressing in on you um and then um if you hear disembodied voices that 
urge or instruct you to do certain things. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but like some of the, some additional things that can kind of contribute to attracting these types of entities that will do this to you is um, if you've been deeply traumatized and you have some disassociative aspects of your psyche where you haven't totally integrated the trauma or you haven't, you're not comfortable with aspects of yourself, like in complete denial, that kind of energy can, can call in spirits. Um, if you're the sort of person that doesn't have a strong sense of self, like you feel like a void or you feel empty, um, that can act like a vacuum to call these kinds of negative spirits in. Um, and then um, if you're someone who's prone to nightmares or suicidal thoughts, um, these are all things that I would recommend going to see a therapist sure. as opposed to going to go to a tarot reader to resolve, right? right? Like yep. go through the proper channels, get the proper care. And when you feel grounded, then go back and explore whatever spirit activity you might've had. I, that's just, that's really good advice. Um, especially, you know, just, and, and, and don't try to self-diagnose, right? Yeah. Don't try to self-diagnose never. Um, and in fact, whenever somebody comes to me that talks about any of these issues, the first thing I ask them is, have you ever been diagnosed with a mental illness? Yeah. Are you aware of it? Are you managing it? Are, are, are you taking care of it? Because I will not work with people who are addicts and I will not work with people who are unmanaged with their mental health situations. Those are all prerequisites for getting spirit help with me. Yeah, I mean, all that makes sense. Now, once again, how can they get a hold of you? Okay, so you can find me at Magus Books uh, in Minneapolis on Central Avenue, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. I'm there noon to six. Um, you can also find me online at Anima Praxis. That is the name of my business. Um, that's animapraxis.com. And uh, you can also send, you can, you're welcome to contact me through Facebook. I have, it's uh, Brianna Lee on Facebook. Um, it's Anima Praxis on Facebook. Um, you're welcome to reach out to the store through email, Brianna at magushealingcenter.com or Reverend Brianna Lee at gmail.com. Awesome. We'll be back tomorrow talking about Lincoln. Everyone have a great night. Great night. Thank you, everybody.